Everybody know the Lord is able this morning. Why don't you give the Lord a great big hand of praise? God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that's working with us. We glorify the God of our salvation because God is able, even in this, God is able through everything you're going through, everything you've been through, God is still a good God. Amen. He's still on the throne. He still sits high and looks low. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. And we've come to worship and magnify the name of the Lord. You who are at home, why don't you clap your hands? Why don't you put your hands together and bless his name? For God is great and he is greatly to be praised. Amen. Amen. And amen. Why don't you pray with me? Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name this morning. How great you are. How able you are. King of kings and Lord of lords, we worship and we magnify your holy name. God, right now we ask your blessings upon this time together. This time of worship. This time of prayer. This time of praise. Lord, we ask that that which we offer to you will be glorifying to you. We ask, oh God, that you would bless us as we attempt to bless you. Move away that which would hinder our praise. Anything that would stifle our worship. Oh God, that we might give you 100% and then some, because God, you've been so good to us. Lord, accept our worship. Accept our praise. Let it be sweet, smelling savor in your nostrils, oh God. Lord, we confess our sin now. We ask that you purify us and make us whole that which we've done, that which we've forsaken to do. God, we ask your forgiveness now. And Lord God, by faith, we lift up our hearts, we lift up our hands, we lift up our heads to bless the name of the Lord. Because God, you've blessed us and we're better than blessed. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And for his sake we pray. Let every heart say amen, amen, and amen. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning? We're going to get these virtual voices in with this live band, and we're going to bless the Lord because we are blessed, and we're better than blessed this morning. Amen.
morning, morning, KHF. What a wonderful day to be in God's house. And God's house is wherever you and him are. So for those that are here virtually, you're still in God's house. Our scripture this morning comes from Hebrew, the 11th chapter, the first verse. Now, faith is the substance, that's right, of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let us pray this morning. Lord, there is a humbleness to prayer. There is a getting the mind ready for what you have for us through this process. This is an opportunity to reconnect on a deeper level to you, and we thank you for it. To not only speak to you, but to hear your voice speak to us. We want to speak to you, Lord, in a way that is real, that is undressed, that has no formality, My that God. is son and daughter of the Father, and puts us in a position to understand what you have for us. Not only to ask what you can do for us, but what can we do for the Almighty? We have heard many times that the Lord doesn't need us, that we need the Lord. That is absolutely true. But I believe that it has been shown to us so many times that faith without works is dead. In other words, our walk, our deeds, our actions, they expose our faith more than anything we can say. Yes, we all want to see your face and pray that our lives gives us that opportunity. But until that time comes, I'm praying right now for the strength, the will, and the fortitude to do thy work. And Lord, we know that sometimes what you have for us ain't just for us. Sometimes when we get off our knees, Lord, that's when the work starts. We pray for this understanding. We pray for this faith in action. Faith is walking out on nothing as if we know it's something. My takeaway from that is the walking. And when we are off our knees and say amen, that's when the work starts. Sometimes the prayer is the pep rally before the game. This game is life and can only be done through you. We pray now, not just for what happens for us on Judgment Day, but when we leave this earth, that what we have, that what you have for me right now, while blood is pumping in my veins, while I still have a mind for the Lord, while we still have the will to do thy will, that this is shown. This faith ain't just for the four walls, Lord, of this, of this church, we are ready to put on your full armor and go to work. Lord, we pray for the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace and preparation, the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation. So today I pray that we can stand up and be your faith warriors, putting that faith into action. Lord, be there for us. Give us that direction. I'm praying that we can, we can show you just what you have put in each and every one of us. Amen. 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 
You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you. Thank you, Deacon Wicks. There was something that you prayed in that prayer that just sort of resonated in my spirit. When you said the phrase you used, unrushed worship. Let us not be rushed in our worship. Amen. Can you admit that sometimes we're guilty of being rushed? Just getting to the next thing and doing what we know is next on the program. But I wonder if there are any worshipers in the house this morning who just don't mind taking the time to just really just worship the Lord. Is that all right? Can we just worship a little while this morning? song simply says, all to Jesus, I surrender. Mm. Just worship him in your own way. Mm. In your heart. In your spirit. You ought to surrender your everything to him right now.
I know you got the mask on, but in your heart, can you take it to the top and say, I, I you give it to him now why don't you give it to him now why don't you give him a hallelujah right now if the Lord has been good in your life why don't you surrender the sacrifice of praise which is the fruit of your lips hallelujah glory to the Lamb of God amen 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 you know you can't hurry God I say, you can't hurry, God. Sometimes you just have to wait on the Lord. Amen, amen, and not be in too big of a rush. Amen. It's giving time. Amen. Amen. The ushers have presented the uh, offering uh, baskets uh, at the back of the sanctuary. Those of you who have not had an opportunity to give, we invite you to do so at the conclusion 
uh, of this service. For those of you who are joining us online, we invite you to give by any number of ways that are listed on the screen right now. Whatever you do, however you choose to give, we ask you to do two things. Give so liberally and cheerfully, for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. 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 God bless you. back to the old church they used to say something like this you can't hurry God no no you just gotta wait you got to trust him and give him time no matter how long it takes for he's a God you can't hurry
today, Lord. We thank you for the givers, Lord, and those who wanted to give but were not able to give, Lord. Bless each and every one of us, Lord, and may those gifts be used for your purpose. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, let's all say amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Anybody know he's on time? Anybody can testify he's on time? May not come when you, but I promise he's on time. Hallelujah. When he comes, he comes with just what you need. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. Bless that feel like church. Bless his name. He's an on-time God. My God, my God, my God. Oh, glory to the Lamb of God. I want you to be in prayer and stand Sister Jennifer Ewing. Sister Jennifer Ewing lost her grandmother. Those services were on yesterday, and so keep Sister Ewing the Ewing family in your prayers. Also, Sister Ella Martin lost a loved one, Thomas Hamilton. Those services were yesterday as well. Uh, so continue to lift up Sister Ella Martin. And we received word on this morning uh, that Sister Shirley Sanders uh, lost a brother this week. We don't have any information at this time. We just got this information uh, this morning. So if you know Sister Sanders, give her a call and be in prayer for her and lift her up as well. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. We have one more selection and then we're going to hear uh, from the word of God. Amen. I don't know about you, but my prayer is this, uh, that before I minister to you, uh, that God ministers to me. Before I say a word to you, that God says a word to me. I believe that if he does that, we will have that which we need. Before I tell them 
of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I want to talk about the evidence of faith, the evidence of faith. Without question, it is certain that Faith is a critical part of the believer's life. Jesus called for and looked for 
faith to be on display when he and those around him were engaged in ministry. He asked and he expected his disciples to move and minister by faith, which suggests then that faith is not some mystical idea. It is not some ethereal concept without form or function, but faith that is real has real impact. Faith that is real has real implications. Faith that is real does not rest in the space only of what one thinks or what one feels, but real faith has evidence attached to it and associated with it. Listen to it again. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. That, that means that faith looks like something. Faith feels like something. Faith sounds like something. Faith acts in a certain way. Faith builds institutions. Faith establishes endowments. Faith Creates, see how quiet it's getting? Faith creates communities. Faith moves. Faith plants. Faith stands up. Faith gets in a fight. Faith resists. Faith helps. Faith heals. Faith gives. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Faith then has implications and ramifications for life. And faith not only represents one's fellowship with Christ, but faith is the evidence of one's fellowship of Christ. You cannot be a good follower of Christ and have no faith. Bible declares without faith it is impossible to please God. Means I cannot walk with the Lord and be faithless. Faith is a requirement of my fellowship, but it is also a requirement of my fellowship of Jesus. So every believer, every disciple of Christ, every follower of Jesus must periodically take a faith inventory and be able to see some evidence. You ought to be able to look in your life and see some proof of your fellowship and your fellowship of the Lord. The evidence that you are who you say 
you are. Faith is not just some feeling, but faith ought to have some facts associated with it. I'm, I'm a preacher in just a minute. But, but, that's, but that's what chapter 11 is talking about when the writer begins to catalog all of the biblical patriarchs and matriarchs of faith. It is done with the intent of qualifying what faith does and how faith behaves. That's the first thing I want to talk to you about this morning. The faith to behave. The faith to behave. All through chapter 11, you see examples of what faith, watch this, what faith does. Verse 4, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more ac excellent sacrifice than Cain. What did he do? Abel offered. Verse 7, by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. What did Noah do? Noah moved and prepared. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which should after receiving for an inheritance, obeyed. What did he do? Abraham obeyed. Verse 9, by faith he sojourned. Verse 20, by faith Isaac blessed. By, verse 24, by faith Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Faith is always doing something. Scripture positions faith in the space of action and activity. Faith behaves in a certain way. It offers. It moves. It prepares. It obeys. It blesses. It resists. Faith then is not something that you just feel, but it's something that functions. And that's some of what the church has gotten wrong. We made faith about a feeling. Something that you can get. Something that we associate too readily with emotion. And, and the old church used to call it getting religion. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You get religion and you sit on the mourner's bitch and you get fire baptized. And all of that is good and important. You must be born again. But it doesn't stop there. It starts there. While the getting of religion is where faith begins, it must ultimately evolve to something greater. In other words, after faith has gotten into your heart where you feel something and after faith has gotten into your head where you believe and understand something, faith must get into your hands where you do something. Faith is the substance. The evidence. Faith doesn't sit down. Faith stands up. Faith doesn't feel. Faith functions. Faith doesn't just believe. Faith builds. Faith moves. Faith acts. Faith behaves. After faith gotten into your heart after faith has gotten into your head it must get into your hands there's no better place where that is illustrated in all of the bible i believe than in luke chapter 5 when men bring to jesus a man who is paralyzed 
You remember they come to the house and there's a great crowd and they cannot get into the house and they decide to go up on top of the roof. They tear open the roof and lower the man down in front where Jesus is teaching and while all of the eyes are on this man that have just been lowered down, the text says that Jesus looks up. It's in verse 20, chapter 5. He looks up and he saw, watch this, their faith. That's what the text says. And when he saw their faith, the faith, watch this, the faith to get the man there. The faith not to be deterred by the size of the crowd. The faith to get up on top of the roof and do whatever it took to get him down. When he saw their faith in action, he healed the man. He saw their faith. Faith wasn't something they were talking about. He saw their faith. It wasn't something they were having a lecture or a symposium about. He saw their faith. It wasn't some church service that was just filled with worship and praise. He saw their faith. And what did he see? He didn't see nobody running around shouting. He didn't see nobody talking in tongues. He didn't see anybody lifting holy hands. He didn't see anybody falling out at the altar. He saw them do something for somebody else. He saw their faith. Faith that allowed them to look at someone else in need and get involved in the drama of somebody else's life. He saw their faith. Faith to determine that they would do whatever it took to get this man to Jesus. He saw their faith. And a lot of us talk faith. But it's time for us to start living faith. Faith on display. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen I must then pose the question this morning what have you done that qualifies your faith what are you doing that qualifies your faith when the Lord looks at you what can he look at and say of them I see their faith So what can you point as the substance of what you believe and understand of God and your relationship to him? What can you offer as exhibit A of your evidence of faith? Let's go back to the scripture in Hebrews 11 when we looked at all of those patriarchs. By faith, Moses did this. By faith, Noah did that. By faith, Abraham did this. How would you feel in the blank of your life? By faith, Reginald. By faith, Daryl. By faith, Keola. By faith, Thomas. Fill in the blank. By faith, Beret. By faith, McKenzie. By faith, Francis, fill in the blank. Because faith is the substance 
of things hoped for, the evidence. And if you're struggling to think of anything, then your faith must become active and behave in a way that says faith is more than a feeling you get on Sunday mornings. Faith is more than a set of tenets that you study and give yourself to. Faith is the substance, the evidence. So there's the faith to behave, but secondly, there is the faith to believe faith to believe. I know we started this sermon by talking about faith that acts and moves and does, but this is not to diminish the importance of what one believes. It is in fact your belief system that activates your behavior. You look, your behavior. Look with me. First Peter, first Peter chapter one, verse seven says this, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Watch this. Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. The Apostle Peter helps us to understand that faith, watch this, is not wrapped up only in what you can see and touch and feel, but faith must enter the realm, watch this, of the unseen. Listen to him again. Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom, though now ye see him not yet believing. Peter says our faith in Christ it's not because we've seen him physically, but we believe. We believe the reports of the disciples. We believe the writings of the apostles. We believe the accounts of those who followed after him. We believe the record of the Bible. We believe the written word of God. We believe. And why do we believe? We believe because most of us in here have felt him and seen him and experienced him some kind of way. We believe because he became real in our lives. We believe because one day, I don't know what your day was, but he touched you and he changed you. One day, he became real in your heart. One day, you came to understand what mama and grandmama and granddaddy were talking about. One day, we believe because we have seen the Lord work miracles ourselves we believe because we've seen God move mountains we believe because we've seen great giants defeated we believe because we've watched the hand of the Lord hold back storms in our own lives we believe because we've seen the sick be made whole we believe no we have not seen him but we believe him because we've seen what he can do We've seen the power of the Lord made manifest in our lives and therefore we believe. Jesus says this of such who believe without seeing in John 20 and 29. You remember when it was Thomas's desire to see the resurrected Lord. He said, I will not believe except I see him. And the Lord came and allowed him to touch his body and said, Thomas, come here, put your finger in my hands, put your, 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 your hand in my side. Thomas says, Lord, 
I believe. But then look at the Lord's response to Thomas. Verse 29, he says, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Blessed are those who have not touched me, but I've touched them. Blessed are those who, who have not laid eyes on me, but they believe that I keep my eyes on them. Blessed are those who have not seen for themselves, but I keep my watch over them day and night. Blessed are those who have enough faith just to believe. To believe what they can't understand, but believe that there had to be a God involved in that. To believe that they prayed and God somehow heard their prayer and turned that situation around. To believe that there's a God bigger than them, great in the heavens, who rules and super rules earth. And just believe. This is why I need you to understand, and I'm wrapping this up, but the Lord operates... He operates in the unknown and the undetectable spaces of life. And then God asks us to join him there. In the unknown spaces, God invites you to come. In the undetectable places, God says, come. The same thing he did with Peter walking on the water. He said, you can come. I know you've never managed this before. I know you've never walked on this before. I know you've never done this before. But he says, come on, I'm out here. Do you have faith to believe that with me you can do things that you've never done before? Do you have faith to take this step and believe that if you take this step, I'll undergird you? Do you believe? It's there in the things that we've never done that God meets us. There in the places where we've never been that God meets us. There in the situations we've never managed, believing that if the Lord has called us there, that we will be all right. The question is this. Do you have the faith to believe for that which you cannot see? Do you have the faith to believe for that which you cannot detect? That which you watch this, which you cannot manage. That which you cannot control. That which you cannot manipulate or maneuver. That which is outside of your authority. Do you have enough faith to walk in it believing that if God said go, somehow God's going to work this out? faith to believe that if it's not in the contract God told me to go and I'm going to go believing that when I get there it's going to be everything I need it to be I'm a witness he'll do it and I'm not by myself I'm a witness that God will do things that you can't manage and manipulate but, but if you trust him and believe him and as I heard the songwriter say, you can't hurry God. Sometimes you just got to wait on him and see how he's going to work that thing out. He, he put a promise in your heart a long time ago and you don't understand how this is going to meet up with that. But if you just hold on and hold out and keep believing by faith, 
Third thing, and I'm through. As a, in fellowship with Christ and in fellowship of Christ, you must have the faith to become. The faith to become. I'm, I'm going to wrap this up on this point. And I want to end here because this is probably one of the most challenging aspects of faith. The space of becoming. Because so often we give up on people. We give up on processes. We give up even on ourselves. Because of the length of time that it takes to become. It gets exhausting and exasperating when you're waiting on folk to become. It gets tiring when you're looking at folk and you know what's in them, but they ain't there yet. Or when you look at yourself in the mirror and you know what's inside of you and you get tired and frustrated with yourself because you know you aren't there yet. And I want to help you to have the faith to hang in there in your becoming. As you become all that God has promised, as you become all of the potential that is inside of you, as you become the fulfillment of what has been prophesied, the fulfillment of that which you've been hearing about. You know, people sometimes have told you, you're going to do this and you're going to do that and you're going to be this and everybody else sees what you can't see. And the Bible is full of stories of people who are becoming. David was anointed king as a young boy. But becoming king took a lifetime. It took growth. It took failure. It took repentance. It took grief. It took loss. It, it took a whole lot of things before David ever became a man after God's own heart. Becoming is a struggle that a lot of people give up on. But I want to encourage you this morning to have the faith to become. Jesus looks at Peter one day a hand-picked disciple and says to him, Simon, Simon, Satan desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat. He says, but I prayed for thee that thy faith fail not and when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. Jesus looks at this disciple that he picked himself and says to him, Peter, before the cock crows, you will have denied me three times. He says, watch this, but don't give up on yourself because I prayed for you. 
Don't give up on your becoming because I prayed for you. Don't, don't let this mess up cause you to miss up on all that God is going to do in your life. You're still becoming. And when thou art converted, when your change has come, when you finally grow into yourself, when when, when, when those petty things that have been bothering you all your life, when you finally realize how, how to cause your, your flesh to surrender to your spirit, when thou art converted, anybody ever admit that you've felt like giving up on yourself? Some of the stuff you've done and you want to do better and and you like Paul and say the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. Is there anybody other than me? And Paul, who can admit that we've had that struggle? You feel the flesh pulling one way and the spirit pulling another. And I need to tell somebody, don't give up on what you're becoming. And let me tell you this, the struggle is a good sign. The struggle is a good indication that you're still in the fight. If there was no struggle, I'd be worried about you. If there was no struggle, that means the devil has already got you. But the fact that you're in the struggle and you're fighting and you feel the tension of good and bad, you feel the tension of right and wrong, you're in the struggle. And all I need to tell you is don't give up on what you're becoming. God has something better in store for you. Don't give up on what you're becoming. God is taking you to a better place. Don't give up on who you're becoming. God has more in store for you. Don't give up on where you are. Stay in the fight for who you are yet becoming. He said, I prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when thou art converted, Peter strengthened the brethren. Jesus says, I've looked into your future and I know that on the day of Pentecost you're going to preach and 5,000 folk will be saved if you don't give up on who you're becoming. I've looked and I see that you're going to write letters that are going to end up in this book if you don't give up on who you're becoming. I've looked and you're going to plant churches and, and folk are going to, to read your letters in churches and establish faith because of what you preach and teach if you don't give up on who you're becoming. I've prayed for you that you don't let the failure keep you from your future. You have to have faith to become. Faith to behave. Faith to believe. Faith to become. How can you, how can you do that when you fail so miserably? How can you become that which God intends for you to be when the past is looking in your face? Talk to me, Paul. Paul forgetting those things that are behind reaching forth to those things that are before I press 
for the mark. The prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If you're going to become, you got to forget some stuff. Folk come bringing your past in front of you. Folk come reminding you of what you used to do, how you used to be, where you used to go. There's one song you ought to remember. That song that said, uh, she don't live here anymore. Oh, yeah, somebody remembered that song. They come reminding you of what you used to do, how you used to be. Yeah, he don't live here anymore. I have become something new. I didn't give up on myself I became I had the faith to believe that God wasn't through with me where I was I had the faith to believe that God had more for me and I became a new creature in Jesus Christ I pray that you have faith the evidence is seen in how you behave what you believe and the fact that you don't give up in becoming. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, give you his peace. Faith is the substance of the things, the things that we hope for. The evidence of things that our eyes cannot see. Oh, and if you would only have the faith and only just believe, you surely shall receive. A blessing from the Lord. Keep fasting. Keep praying. Knowing you can always count on him. For sure. That's what faith is for. In good times. In bad times, he'll be by your side forevermore. That's what faith is for—faith that cannot be denied—a spirit deep inside. <laughs> Your every need supply If you just trust in the Lord Oh, and I I'm a witness He'll be there
praise count on him. On him for sure. That's what faith is for. It's for good times. In good times. In, in bad, bad times. He'll be by your side forevermore. Oh, that's what faith is for. Keep fasting. Keep fasting. Keep praying. Keep praying. Knowing you can always sure for sure that's what faith that's what faith is for oh, in, good, in good times in bad times in bad times he'll be by your side forevermore oh, that's, that's what faith is for keep fasting keep on praying, knowing you can always count on him, on him for, for sure. sure. That's what faith, that's what faith is for. Oh, in good times, in good times, in bad times, in bad times. to believe faith to believe that God is true to his word faith to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior I want to encourage you to have the faith right now to open up your hearts and believe that there is a God there is a God in heaven who loves you faith to believe that God sent his only begotten son to die on a cross for your sin. I, I want to invite somebody who's look, looking right now to open your heart and have that faith to believe. Believe that Jesus died on a cross, rose again from the dead, and now sits in the right hand of the Father. I didn't ask you to understand it but I do invite you to believe it. Everything may not make sense right now, but just by faith. Come on, come on somebody, by faith. By faith. If you're here or if you're watching, by faith, I invite you to accept Jesus right now as Lord of your life. If you're ready to do this, just pray this prayer. Father, by faith, I open my heart to you. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died on a cross for my sins. I believe now by faith that he rose again from the dead. And even that which I don't understand, by faith today, I believe in Jesus' name. Amen. 
and amen. If you prayed that prayer, hallelujah. Welcome to salvation. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, meet us down here at the end of the of service. If you're watching online, call the number that's on your screen. Somebody wants to pray with you and talk with you to give you further instructions that you might live out your new faith in Jesus Christ. Welcome to the body of God. Welcome to the body of Christ. Welcome to Cain Chapel. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. We're standing now for the benediction. Thank you, O oh God, for the measure of faith given to all of us. You told us in your word that by faith, we can speak to mountains and they be moved. By faith, we can ask and believe and therefore receive. By faith, we shall walk and be pleasing to you, O oh God. So Lord, now we ask that you Fortify now, strengthen and even multiply the faith given to us that we would behave, that we would believe, and that we would become. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, amen. And amen. God bless you. Go in peace.